Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're tired of spending money on trail cameras you use as tools only to find out they're built like freaking toys? Or you've struggled with unreliable, not-so-dependable cameras or experienced customer service that flat-out disappointed you? I've been there. Those problems literally birthed Exodus eight years ago when they shipped their first camera. Exodus had a clear desire to not only build elite products that enabled you to set it and forget it all season long, but also to back them like no other company was willing to with an unmatched level of customer service and support. See for yourself why Exodus has over 15,000 satisfied customers. They've quickly become known for their five-year no BS warranty, quality cameras, and best-in-class customer service. You heard that right. Exodus believes in their products so much, every single camera is backed by a five-year warranty that includes theft and accidental damage coverage. Each camera is checked for quality control standards before it leaves the warehouse. They wouldn't use it, you don't get it. Exodus is so confident you'll love your new Exodus camera. They're offering you, the listener of this show, 15% off your next order today. Just use code BTE. If you don't love it, get your money refunded in the first 30 days and just send her back. Exodus really has two excellent cell cam options for uh, all budgets, and they start at just $179 plus your 15% off there you use the code BTE they have competitive data plans that allows you to purchase a plan and use the data as you see fit they want you to be in control there's no annual commitment and no limit on how many cameras you can run on one plan you can share cameras with friends no charge which makes the Exodus lineup a great option for hunting clubs and leases there are no additional fees for HD photo requests. That's pretty nice. No additional fees for video uploads. And all cameras share data on a single data plan for easy management. See for yourself why so many have made the switch to Exodus and experienced Exodus difference. Use code BTE to get 15% off your next order today. Now let's talk about Osseo gear. It's a great option for whitetail hunters. They develop a premium line of bow hunting gear that will rival any other clothing on the market in quality. Plus, you got a lifetime warranty on anything you buy from Osseo, which is pretty nice. They have a super unique camo pattern and great technology in their garments to keep you comfortable in the stand. So visit ASIOgear.com, get you some premium hunting clothing. Gotta talk to you about Stealth Outdoors, makers of Stealth Strips. Stealth strips really are a, a product that any hunter, whether you're a weekend warrior, 
or a guy that hunts almost every day really needs to take advantage of. The stuff absolutely deadens your, your gear uh, to make it essentially uh, noise-free. If you haven't checked out Stealth Strips yet, stop buying all the other crappy alternatives like the hockey tape and any other stuff you're trying to use to silence your gear. Get the good stuff. Get Stealth Strips. Visit StealthOutdoors.com. Pick you up some Stealth Strips. All my partners are linked in the description below. Go check them out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is a pre-recorded one. Me and Dave are at Kansas. This is our probably our last evening. Kind of, we may head out after the hunt tomorrow. We're either gonna have we're either gonna be busy dragging or we're just gonna head home. So <laughs> or driving. Yeah, or driving. I thought we'd get on here and maybe chat for an hour about Kansas because we got a lot to talk about, really. Yeah. I think uh, by by kind of a long shot been my like favorite hunt I've ever been on as far as whitetail hunts you know um it's a little bit of a different world I have there. to agree I mean this is my third time out here actually out to Kansas but I think a lot of it and we can get into the property that we're on a little bit later too mm-hmm. but this is by far of the three times I've been out mm. I mean not even close to yeah the first two well let's just start because you killed a buck pretty early in the hunt yep but let's start from the beginning. We, Back to August? Yeah, sure. That would be the best Go thing. Go for it. We came out here in August. We stayed in Terry's cabin here, um, and we just went out scouting. And we knocked on some doors without any luck. Most everything's leased up. At least, uh, you know, I'd say, I don't know, how many doors do you think we knocked on? Quite a few. And Kansas is weird, too. It's now like the Midwest where, like, you live on your homestead. Like, there's just tons of properties and zero houses around yeah so a lot of time you don't even know who to ask right no, there's no houses right you have to get on your maps and look at yep. uh, tax addresses and yep. whatnot but we uh but we we knocked on this one guy's house who will be nameless <laughs> well let, let's go back a minute because yeah we came out here for two or three days long weekend yeah a long weekend we put a lot of miles on we covered a lot of ground and we were coming through this one area. Yep. And we're like, man, this the this looks best habitat we'd seen so far. This looks pretty darn yeah. Yeah. Best habitat we'd seen. So we gotta try to knock on a door in here. Yep. So go ahead. And we well, we knocked on the door and the owner wasn't home. His daughter was actually visiting and she was home. And uh he was out on his property somewhere. Um catching uh, snapping turtles. Yeah, they're catching snapping turtles and uh, with his grandkids. Well we 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 ended up driving down the road and they happened to be driving on the their side by side and we uh, stopped and talked to him and the guy was real nice and didn't really give us permission yet he kind of said well give me a call before you come and i'll let you know and then dave called him and yeah he said give me a call like a week or two before you come out and just double check with me so i did and i was like hey met you a couple months ago you know what, what do you think and he's like yeah that'll be fine and we josh and i were like boom holy cow <laughs> and we okay we were talking uh we were just kind of figuring the other or last night i guess but how many shooters we'd seen and we'd seen most of them multiple times yes the buckeye shot which we can get into i seen three times yeah. before i shot him we probably have seen maybe six shooters well you more than me because you've been out there more but i'd yeah, say right. yeah i'd say at least six shooters yeah on the property yep and seeing them like 
pretty regular. Like I mean, multiple times sometimes, yeah. yeah. I've seen I've seen um, a big big ten pointer a couple times. I saw Dave's buck once. He seen, saw it a few times. Yep. There's another big ten pointer that's not quite as big as the big ten, but there's an eight pointer with some kickers off its back. I found some giant sheds. We haven't seen that buck for sure, but giant sheds. You found the deadhead. Found a big deadhead. Yep. And the biggest one on the hoof is, I never saw it, but you think yeah, probably, probably in the 160s. Probably 160. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think there's a bigger one. I mean, there's probably bigger ones than that around. Just haven't, we haven't seen one, you know, I haven't seen a booner yet, but. So we, uh, we, we kind of aerial scouted this property from a map like everybody does. Yep. And kind of looked at the surrounding areas and we're like, this, this could be good. Yep. Right. I mean, it's, it's hard to find much woods out here. And this don't have a ton of woods on it, but it's got it's got a lot of draws and some open yeah. pasture. It has more than a lot of the neighboring properties. Yeah. Um, so we thought it had potential, mm-hmm. but I don't think either one of us. No, we had no idea. Knew it was going to be as good as this. No, I mean that the other morning I saw six bucks and like three three shooters, like just yeah. It's like coming from Indiana where you'll see a shooter. You know, you, if you see it in a week, it's like all right, you know. Because we don't, we just don't have the deer numbers or the buck numbers, and yep. it's like, this is crazy. The morning I shot mine, I had seen ten bucks, and I only stayed for like an hour and fifteen minutes because I'd already shot my buck. Yeah, like I could have stayed and just enjoyed the morning, but I'm like, I can't shoot anything anyway, so I just left. But ten bucks in an hour That's and fifteen insane. minutes. I mean, it was it's like insane. a doe with three bucks following her, another doe with one had five bucks following her. Yeah. And then just a couple cruisers here and there, but it, it was on fire. Yeah, and it's a great rut spot. Yeah, I mean, maybe all Kansas is yeah. just the way it's kind of. There's only so many places for them to go because there's not. It's a lot of open terrain, but um, and we've I've seen I've let I let a like a 120 inch 10 pointer go. I've let many eight, like like 100 inch eight pointers. I mean, there's plenty of those deer too here. Yeah, you know. Oh, when you're when you're driving down the road, I mean, our piece is good. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but it's like every deer you see out in the open bean field, like they're like they're all 140. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, so the age class not, is crazy. It's crazy. So, so needless to say, we had, got we, we got had a good week. Yeah, and we we got lucky too. Like that, <laughs> we did. We super got got super fortunate because I don't think those door knockings always lead to you know that's a hard thing to accomplish. Well, like, what was our batting average? Because we knocked on a lot of doors. One we, for we, we sent yeah. le- we sent letters out. We sent letters out, and yep. that was our only reply. Yep. So we got lucky there, but yep. But well, sometimes we, it's all you yeah. need. Obviously, yeah. It was only, our only positive reply. Yep. Everybody yeah, else was true. Most most of them were leased. Most all of them were leased. Yep. It seemed like. Yep. I don't know if we ever got like a no because of a just I don't let anybody hunt. It was more of a you can join the lease. We got a lot of that. Uh, I did get a reply back in a couple of letters I sent out that, you know, I put my number in there and they yeah. called and said it was, you know, spoken for. Yeah. But yeah, a lot, lot of just no replies. Yep. And this property used to be spoken for, but he said the guys just haven't been in, a f- come, haven't came in a few years and they were gun hunters too. So we just kind of got lucky this year, I think too, that we were the kind of the first people to stumble back upon him, you know? Yeah. And I, th- I think the, we were talking about this last night, I think the gun tags must be harder to get than yeah. archery yeah um 
Because like I said, I'm, I've been three for three the last three years, yeah. and that guy said they haven't come in the last four years. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know the statistics but, that is, um, but it sounds like that's maybe the case. Yeah. Um, not a lot of hunter sign on this property either. Like there's there's a some old wooden ladder stands. There's an old one where I sat at tonight. Yep. Um, but it's just a it's just tacked up there with nails, you know. And not a lot of hunting pressure in in general. I mean, there are, you know, you you see trucks pulled off in the fields as you're driving down, but like in the Midwest, you know, Michigan, at least where I'm from, yeah. I mean, you go down to dusk, I mean, in November, yeah, every cornfield has a truck pulled off in it. Yeah. Yeah. It just ain't that bad here. What about the public land? You've been Dave's been scouting around since he killed his buck on public land. Yep. I actually hunted before I killed two two times on public. Yeah. Um, just to kind of give that property a little bit of a rest, which we can talk about that too. Yeah. But um yeah, I, I seen three people at the public I was at. I did see well, I got skunked one night, and I saw three bucks the one night. But, yeah, I ran into three people. You know, I mean, that's – Yeah. I know a lot of people watching this are accustomed to that, but yeah. it makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, all right. So we got here on Friday of last Friday, and we ended up sitting in, in the evening. I had a pretty slow first sit. Like, I, I jumped a buck walking in, a nice buck. Couldn't tell much about him. Thought he was a younger deer. Um, and I saw two does that night, that first night. And you had the same kind of, didn't you have a slow first evening? I didn't see nothing the first night. That's what I thought too. I heard chasing and grunting the field kitty corner from me. So yep. I know there was a buck out there, but yeah, never laid out his eyes on the deer the first night. Yeah. So we kind of, like our first initial impression was like, uh. <clears throat> and we, we had driven through the night and through the day to get here on Friday. So we were like yeah. exhausted, but right. we're like, <laughs> yeah, we're here. Let's, yeah, let's go We got to be in the in the tree or yeah. in the, uh, set up here in Kansas in the rut, you know, but then the shortly that the next morning, and it does seem like this area is a better morning area for sure. Um, at least for mature bucks. I've, I've seen dinks every evening. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. I do think you're right. And we were talking about this also the, the temperature extremes. It's been yeah. crazy hot out here this week. Um, this same time I was out here last year, Josh wasn't with me, but it snowed. It was in the 20s, and I just don't think the deer were have been moving good at night because it's been about 70 degrees every yeah. day. Yep. And in the mornings, it's been in the 30s. Right. So it could be it's a better morning spot, or it could just be yeah, the, our, it's cooler. our environment right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Hard to say. Yeah, it's the the temperature swing is, I mean, you got to have almost a new set of clothing yeah. for the evening. It's like... It's fairly chilly in the mornings. Yep. And then I think that one morning I my truck read 34, but then like it'll get to 74. And that's just, it's hard to, oh my, I have my backpack with me just for that, you know, th- throwing all my clothes in it. Yep. Um, yeah. But we've pretty much, well, you've gone to that place morning and night every day. Yeah, I haven't went anywhere else. I mean, I went to that public place twice. But we can kind of get into Kansas, too, and how the deer react compared to the Midwest or wherever all you guys are listening to this at. Because we also talked about this. Like, hey, should we, sw- we, should we switch it up? Yeah. Like a Monday night. I think we both had a slow night. Yeah, like, we thought you know, about doing something different. Yeah. And I think we kind of came to the conclusion of let's let the deer tell us when we've overhunted it. Right. And we did have a bad sit that night. But for the most part, we were still seeing deer every day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we're like, let's, let's just keep hitting it. Yep. And it really hasn't slowed down. Not really, no. Not at all. I mean, 
I've been hunting it every day, and this morning I saw two bucks and yeah. uh, a handful of does, you know. Um, and you've and taken that same entry and exit route. <laughs> yeah. Like 12 yeah, I have times. Sent all over that. Yeah. Well, well, every day, one in, back out, at night, back. That's like. Yeah. You did some all day sits, but. Yeah, right. Three, four times a day. Yeah. And they're coming across that trail, and. Yeah, they don't seem to don't even care about seem uh, to care. ground scent at all. It's crazy. Um, tonight. I had, I mean, I'm a mature doe. It was getting chased by a little buck. And that thing, the the doe kind of scooted by me, you know, getting chased, getting pushed, and was standing downwind from me on my trail coming in. She was smelling the ground, standing downwind from me, and didn't blow. I mean, she was nervous. She was, like, trying to find me and stuff. But she just... Eventually, just kept going. Then, like the buck, just you know. Yeah, you almost have to, and again, this all depends on where everybody hunts and what they're accustomed to. But I know I had to reorient my brain. Yeah, hunting here, and I, I'm not telling you guys you can't ignore the wind in right. Kansas. That's no, not no, no, that's no. not true. But mm-hmm. they definitely do not seem to react as much as they do. Yeah, no, and I and I think I got down uh, particularly ground scent. Yeah, two mornings ago, I had a like a close to 150. Uh, chasing a doe and he came in downwind from me and when the doe hit my scent stream she kind of locked up and she was probably 100 yards from me and then when he got in there he kind of just you could tell he didn't like it and they both ended up turning around and going back the way they came so it's like you know if that i'm confident if that wind would have been in my favor which you can't you can't you can't have the wind in your favor all the time right they just happened to come from this one direction they couldn't but um you know, if I had the wind right, they would have came right into me. He was they were coming into the trail I was um setting on, but it is what it is. So the the bigger, especially the big mature bucks, they still they don't like it. But they don't that deer, so I in my mind I thought, okay, that thing, those things are they're gonna be down way down where Dave was sitting on the north side of the property. Like I was gonna make a move on them to get closer to him again, um, and try to get the wind better and all this stuff for for that big buck. Well, come to find out, I went up. I went up to where they came, and I was going to like circle around, and they were standing like a hundred yards from where I. Because you were going to try to I was, reset yeah. up on them for that night, yeah, hoping they'd come back. Yeah, because I assumed they probably like they smelled me, like they probably ran into the next woodlot over. Yep. No, they were like they just like skipped over, and they were standing over there whenever I came came up on the hills. Like, gosh, dang it. Yeah, I mean, so I've been scouting the last two days, just trying to prep some spots for next year. Just you know, in in the event. We don't draw that unit. Maybe that guy doesn't allow us to come back, whatever. And I was just telling Josh a little bit ago that I kicked up a bunch of deer as I was scouting, and they just kind of run off 50 yards and mm-hmm. stare at you, even bucks. And, again, in the Midwest, particularly Michigan, where I'm from, I mean, they just they run the next county. Yeah. So it's just it's just different. And I'm sure Kansas isn't the only state that's like this. Yeah. You know, I'm sure a lot of non-pressured states are like this. Yeah, but there's just not as many people that yeah. run into them. Yep. You know. Um, but, nonetheless, I mean, and maybe it's because it was time of the year. It is the rut right now. They are fired up right now here. We hit it right. Maybe that has a little bit to do with it, too, you know. But, man, it just seems like seems like you get away with a, a lot more. If, um, if they're locked down... I don't even know if I want to see. There's no way they're what down. not locked down is because yeah. you might get run over. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's no way they could be locked down. Yeah, I don't think so. At least here, right? 
No, not not in this particular property we're at. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen a shooter about every sit now, except for tonight. I finally did not see one tonight. But this morning you did. Yep, this morning I saw so one. So you've seen a shooter probably every day. Every day, for yeah, sure. Sometimes a couple. Yep. Um, so let's talk about the day you shot your buck, which was day three, right? Yeah, two, four. Tuesday. So technically like 30 and a half. Right. Um, so I had a good sit that morning. I actually saw a really big 10 pointer, um, like a, like a narrow tall 10 and at 10 o'clock it came out and went across the, the CRP in front of me and went into this little patch woods. And I, I had readjusted to, uh, set up on him again. Cause I'd seen so many deer in this little patch woods. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not sitting on him as outskirts. I'm getting in there. Well, we don't have cell phone servers there at all. So I had no idea David killed a buck. And talk about, talk about, okay, now we'll get back to that. Okay. But talk about your, uh, <laughs> your morning, man. Okay. So I, I seen 10 bucks that morning, but I think the one I shot was the third. And um, I heard some chasing behind me. And if you see the video Josh uh, uploaded, you know, you can see in the video us describing it. But I knew a buck was chasing a doe. They come down in this creek and they pop up right 10 yards from me. Yeah. And it was a little four point or something small. And maybe 10 seconds later, I hear whoop, whoop, come in the same direction. Um, and I look and it's the one I shot. Mm-hmm. So we're, I knew he was going to come the exact same path the other ones did. And I'm on the ground. I got this big oak tree in front of me. So. He's coming on the other side of the oak. I know he's going to pop up this bank, so I already get drawn. And as soon as he clears the oak in front of me, burp, he looks, boom, and he made a roar. Like, the arrow hit him, and he, yeah. like, yeah. that don't feel good. And have you read, I forgot, did you say that ever happened to you? Yeah, I've had that happen to me. It was the only second time I've had it happen, and uh, they both died double yeah. lunged and yeah. i just think it's that air coming out of them and yeah what 60 yards yeah he didn't run very far at all yeah 60 yards piled up and yeah and then like i said i sat there for a little bit longer and saw some more chasing and it was just a, it was a wild morning but not not the biggest deer in the property but i'm yeah he, happy i would have shot him too yeah yep um so then you're gonna go come and get oh, my, oh yeah let's start with that you couldn't get a hold of me <laughs> no the cell phone services no it's horrible non-existent and uh Typically, like you said, like I always tell you, I'll come out at 11 if I'm coming out. If you don't right. see me by 11.30, I'm not coming out. Right. Um, and so you... <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there where Josh parks, and here comes 11. 11, 11 goes, 11.15 11, comes, and I'm like, what the heck? So I know where he was sitting because we talked about the night before. Yeah. So I walked out to where he was supposedly going to be, which I really didn't want to do because right. I didn't want to screw up your hunt, but I figured you've been walking that trail right. 10 times already, so yeah, whatever. So I turned this corner, and I'm looking up at the tree he's supposed to be, and I'm like, man, I don't see him. So I keep walking up there closer, and I'm like, he's definitely not in that tree. Yeah. And I started getting worried because <laughs> the only way you could have got past me is the trail I took. Yeah. So I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. So, uh, you want to tell them what I am doing? Yeah. I, well, I had, 
this had to have been like shortly after 11 o'clock. You said 11.15, 11, 11.30, 11, something like that. When I originally walked out, yeah, yeah, to find you. Well, I had seen a buck go into that woods at like 10, 10, 15 is when he went in there. So at 11, I got down. We must have just missed each other. I got down to move. So, but oh, then anyways, we, go, go ahead. Minutes, must have been minutes yeah. that we. Yeah. So yeah, he, he, he reset up on that other deer, which you, you probably saw on one of his vlogs, but. So we just missed each other, and, you know... It'll be on this video. It'll be on your video. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I want help with the deer. I want him to do the video for the yeah. channel and all that good stuff. But I also, like, I want to make sure he's all right. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, what the heck? So uh, I went back to the car. I, I just honked a couple times. And, and you yelled, Josh. I was like, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and... You didn't respond right away. Well, no, I was in the tree. I you was were like, in the tree, I didn't yeah. really yell because I had this in my mind. I just had seen this big buck. <laughs> I'm like, oh crap! Well, the first my initial reaction was not good. I was like, oh gosh, something's wrong. You know, I was yeah. thinking Maddie couldn't get a hold of me. Something yeah. happened. Uh, and then I mean, I was like, I thought maybe you got one, but then I'm like, oh man, surely I don't know. You know, and I just like I dropped everything. I I had just gotten my camera set up to reposition and. Uh, I was like, I just buzzed down the tree and I ran out there. And then I see that your blue shirt or whatever it was he had on. And I'm like, Dave. And then you're like, I'm like, oh, thank God. It's not something bad. But no, I never saw you come out there. I mean, I was in that woods, so I couldn't see outside of it. Um, but when I heard, when I heard, I heard a honk, which I was like, hmm. And then Josh was like, oh, he yelled, someone yelled Josh. Yeah, he thought maybe the property owner's that we're staying at something happened to him yeah, I didn't like know what was going on like i was originally worried about josh because i couldn't find him and then when he heard me panicking you were worried about other stuff yeah i was, was like oh it was just no kind of a, it was kind of a rodeo um but it, it, it was fine it was the best case scenario <laughs> we, we had a good happened. laugh about yeah. it yeah um oh there's something else i was going to say about that but i can't can't remember what it was and oh i found that big giant dead oh yeah in there. yeah probably a 150 pretty oh, close to it yeah for sure we, we've had a good week. Yeah, we've had a good week. I found a slammer set of sheds in the dark, walking in one one uh, morning. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a cool place. Then actually, the landowner says they like to look for sheds. They yeah, don't hunt, but they like looking for sheds. It sounds like. Yeah, you said a lot of people sounds like they do because a lot of the the pastures get burned every year. Yep. And it's just easy pickings because right. they're easy it's to piles find. Piles of them. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I can imagine. There's a lot of bucks here too. To, you know. Um. <laughs> well the the one farmer said uh they like shed hunters because they get in their tractor tires oh yeah i mean and just, that's that's pretty standard for a farmer to like yeah people to pick up the sheds up for them well in michigan they don't have big enough sheds typically to hurt the tires right. but out in kansas they they do yeah <laughs> in indiana the uh the farmer that hunts or that farms the ground i hunt he's he's ran over a couple and got them in his tractor tire yeah i think he said it was like a Fifteen hundred dollar repair or something, didn't he? Oh yeah, <sighs> yep. I mean, they're big. Those are, you know, yeah, they're serious tires. Yeah. You imagine what a truck tire costs, and you think you can probably how much more rubber's on a tractor tire? You know, I don't know. Um, so this property, going back to that real quick, is is really good. Um, but we still kind of, as the week went on, kind of had to figure out the deer movement. And yeah, started getting dialed mm-hmm. in and. And they're still, they're still not really, like, I mean, there are definitely some pinches on the farm. But, like, I've still seen bucks, like, just randomly do things. You yeah. Know? Yeah, you think, like, at night they're going to come from this direction, and maybe in the morning they're going to come, like, consistent. No. Yeah. 
day night. They could come from either way. Yep. Um, hard to pattern. The the first morning, I went back into the same spot. I didn't see anything the night before, and I'm facing the woods mm-hmm. because I got pasture behind me. Thinking they won't come from there, it, right? Like they're in a tree for a mile, right? In this pasture. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I thought I heard a little something. I turned, and here comes the buck I end up shooting yep. a couple of days later. He was oh, a little yeah, yeah. too far away coming out of this pasture. Yeah. And you actually missed him, the right? Why'd you have to bring that up? Well, it's in the video. <laughs> We've already brought it up. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up missing him the, I think it was the next day. Uh, I think I hit a, a branch or something, because that was like a 15-yard shot, too. Mm-hmm. It was, you had a good little spot there on yeah, the ground. Yeah, I did. It's pretty sweet that it's on the ground too. You kind of have a saddle when you're on public, right? Um, yeah, and then the first night at that place too, I hunted the saddle. Oh, did you? Yeah. Which I need to get that dialed in too, because I'm typically not accustomed to hunting in a saddle. Yeah. But the limited I did with it this week, I I can see why people like it. Yeah. It is comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And you just got one of your homemade, uh, the old like lone wolf seat platform. Yeah. I basically took a seat off of an old lone wolf stand I had, bought a bracket for it, and just kind of converted into a yeah platform. Yeah, I had, I had something like that too. It wasn't the old seat; it was a little bit different, but it worked okay too. Yeah, um, it's not as good as the platforms they have now. But yeah, it's still still works. And I may upgrade at some point too, but you know, just. Figuring it out for a few days before you invest the money. Oh yeah, you know I, I might do that now. Yeah. Um, do you uh, do you see yourself using the saddle more, or are you still like the like on your property and stuff? Not on my private. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna do an all day sit, and I know people dispute this. To me, and I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm yeah. six foot eight. I don't know if that makes a difference or not. Sitting in a stand, I think it's more comfortable. Yeah. Um, but for hiking into spots and the weight savings and yeah all that on public. Yeah. And the number of trees you can sit or in. Or just like what we're doing today when we're, you know, we when you're out of state and you don't have a bunch of stands to put up or whatever Correct. the case may be. And the, the number of trees you can sit in. Because mm-hmm. you've seen this. Kansas has. Crooked trees. Goofy trees. Yeah. A lot of them when you couldn't put a stand up yeah. in. Yeah. The stand I set, or the tree set this morning would not have worked for a, a right. stand. Which, I mean, there's, there's times... The opposite is definitely true. Sure, but um, this case this morning, I wouldn't have been able to get a stand in it. It was it was severely leaning away from me. Yep. And I had to, I had to get, I had to be facing the field. Um, so my and, and it was it was facing away from me enough that I don't think my platform would have worked. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to stand up on it. Whereas my saddle, I can you know it was it was fine. So a lot of them are like diagonal, or they come up and they're like wavy. Yeah. And yeah, you can sit in a saddle in those where tree stand wouldn't work. So I would say from a flexibility standpoint, like I can definitely see the yeah why they're popular. The beast stand does it's pretty flexible too, but um I just gravitate this year I've been gravitating towards the saddle. Mostly just the compactness of it. Like it yeah. all fits in my little pack and yep. I just like that. It's nice. Yep. I like I also like uh filming out of the saddle a little better. I like how your accessories, your your like your bow, and you can paint. It's all right there. Yep. You don't have to hold the bow, or you know, it's all real accessible. And outside of that shot for a right-handed shooter on your right side, yeah, that's the only bad part. Which which you can do, but probably something you should practice with. Yeah. In your yard or something. Yeah. 
you know, there's a lot of shot angles out of there too. I want to start carrying, especially when I'm hunting private, I want to start carrying a screw in step or two and just putting those around the side so I can, so I don't have to like, I hate doing this, this thing where you put, you know, you turn around on the saddle platform. If I could just, if I would have just grabbed a couple of screw in steps, I got a bunch of them at the house. I could have just put like whatever, whatever my weak side is. I could have just put like two screw ins around the back of the tree and then I could have just shifted over and then all of a sudden that weak side shot is strong again. Yep. So kind of make a homemade ring of steps up there. Yeah. By screwing a and I have in. a, I have a ring of steps at the house, like yep. a proper, proper one. But I just was like, me and Alex from Latitude were talking about the other day. He's like, ah, it's just more crap you got to carry. I'm like, yeah, I know. But if you were on private now, obviously public, so you gotta, you gotta follow the rules and all that. But like you could just take them screwing steps and those, uh, Cranford ones are real, um, dude. Um, they're the company is called Cranford and they make like premium screw in steps. And you know how sometimes like a, like a bow holder or a screw in steps really hard to start sometimes like those cheap bow holders, this Cranford one's like super sharp and it has like sharp, really sharp threads on it. And you can just like, those things just go in like it's butter. So I, I got a couple of the screw in bowl holders from them there. You don't want to buy them. Like if you're preset stands, they're expensive. I mean, for for what they are, they're expensive. But but for what you're talking about, you probably need two. Yeah, exactly. Your platform. Yeah. And then one on each side. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I may just throw two of those in my pack, and then I'll have them all the time if I need them. Um, when I'm hunting private or whatever. But I don't know if any states let you put screw-ins on anymore. <laughs> I think like Idaho does, like some random state out there. Yeah. I know there's some goofy rules and regs, and I don't know each one, but yeah, yeah definitely check with your regulations before you do it. Even yeah. even cutting branches on some of them. Yeah, you're yeah. You can't cut right. I know some of them have laws too, like if if it's less than one inch, you can cut it, and you know some weird stuff you got to follow. But um, I don't know. I see some stuff on public land. It's like whoa. It's like they took a chainsaw out there. Yeah. <laughs> when they put their stand up. Yeah, so I was uh let's tell a quick story here. I, I was actually always opposed to going out of state. Yeah. Because uh everyone knows about Michigan and how bad people talk about it. But it, it's my first love. And I never wanted to go to a big buck state and then like ruin my love for Michigan. I was really worried about that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I always can make the analogy to a, a downhill skier. You know, that, yeah. you know, they go to Colorado and then they yeah. come back to the Midwest, and it's like all these hills that they loved. All of a sudden, they suck. They suck. Yeah. So I never want to do that. But I was fortunate. I don't know, maybe 2016. I I tagged out early in the year, like mid October. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I'm not going to stop hunting the rest of the year. Like, what yeah, am I going to do? do so I went out to Nebraska, and I just got the taste of it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can see how people love this, love this yeah. and get into it. So I've been to Kansas now the last three years. So, yeah, I just encourage, you know, whether it's Kansas or wherever you decide to go, um, if anybody's questioning it, and I know cost is a factor for sure. It is for me too. But it is, yeah. especially if you can bring a buddy, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, it's a blast. A lot of fun. It's, it's, it's a blast going by yourself too. Yeah. Sure. Just go. Um, and there's, a, I mean, you don't have to come to Kansas. Like it's a, Kansas is complicated because you got to draw it. You got to, 
Um, it's a little more expensive. Yep. You know, um, I don't know the I don't know what the public land numbers are in Kansas, but it's not like the most public land uh, availability wise. So I mean, there's other options though, like a lot of good states that are over the counter, a lot more simple to navigate your first time. Yep. I mean, some of the ones today, I mean, I was driving an hour and a half yeah, there's to, to get to some of them to check lot, out. So right. it's, there's not a ton of it. No. And, and again, I know we're talking like this has been the Super Bowl week of hunting for us, which it really has, but yeah, without this property, who knows? I mean, yeah, who knows what, yeah. this we, could be a completely different podcast. Right. May have had a booner on the ground. Because my my first <laughs> no. my first my first two years out here, I mean, was rough. I've or, enjoyed it, but yeah. yeah, it's been rough and and nothing like this. Yeah, you had a good encounter on public land, though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I've had encounters the last couple of years. Yeah, um, just having to get them to the ground, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm still trying. I don't know how I haven't got one on the ground yet. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. Well, but. it's it, it's funny because this piece it is big enough for two people but barely though if it were just one person it'd be in this what we call the pinch where yes. you're going tomorrow you'd have tagged out right away that we've held off from going in because if someone went there it'd probably screw the other person up right we were just so me and dave went like i got the south side dave got the north side yep and this there's a middle that has a perfect pinch between the two like big woods on the thing <laughs> And uh, we just hadn't gone there because it was like, well, it's getting kind of close to the south side. It's getting kind of close to the north side. So we just didn't go. Um, and I mean, every deer runs right through that. Yes. <laughs> every deer. In the mornings. In right. the mornings. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hunted there tonight. And the bad part was, is I, I just, I could have been hunting it the last few days when day after days, Dave has tagged out by my wind, which is horrible. It was blowing like straight for when the deer were going to come from. You need a west wind, ideally, yep. for that spot. And we've had south literally mm -hmm. every day. Yep, yep. Southeast, a little south, but southerly. Right. And it right. blows right up that pinch. Yep. But tomorrow is west wind. It's a west wind, and it's our last day. Yep. And I'll probably sit there all day. Yep. For or, sure. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully I shoot one like 7.30, 8 o'clock, get him out by about 9. <laughs> if I get a text from you at 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a good thing. Oh man, I can't wait. If I it do, comes through, I do have cell. I had through. cell service tonight for the most part, <clears throat> so I was texting people tonight. It was kind of nice to have something to do for a little bit while I'm sitting up there. Oh yeah, you you feel isolated when you can't when you can't. Yeah, text. I don't that, mind it's pretty boring. it. But yeah, it's a uh, it. Next year, if we get to hunt there again, we probably should get some walkie talkies and be like, "Hey, at eleven, yeah, let's check in," or maybe nine and eleven. Um, it would have saved our situation. <laughs> situation right. from tuesday yeah. and it's probably a good thing to be able to like just to, if something happened to be able to contact the other ones i mean whatever sometimes i i get to a little bit uh like i was thinking about my grandpa when he hunted like my grandma always talks about like oh, he come home or he wouldn't i didn't didn't really could, wouldn't <laughs> right. know you know <laughs> um so it's funny how things have changed so much in the last 30 years but um you uh you want to tell about my number system I trained you on? Oh yeah, that's a good thing. Go for it. Well, you do it because it's your you and your brother came <laughs> up with it, right? Because you got talked, you got tired of being like I saw. Yeah, I saw two shooter in Michigan or Indiana. I saw a shooter, or I, it's usually I saw, you know, three does, one buck, no shooters. Yep. How my, many times I peed out of the state? Yep. 
So my, <laughs> my brother and I came up with this number system. Um, I'm sure you guys have all been there. You're texting your friend, your dad, whoever. You know how many did you see? How many? Oh, those were bucks. You know, wearing the shooters. You know, all, yeah. all these questions. Yeah, twenty questions with it. Yeah, text back and forth, and so it's it's really a three number system, but we added fourth. Yeah. So it's a four number digit system, and the first number is the number of deer you seen. Yep. The second number is how many of those were bucks. The third number is how many of those bucks were shooter bucks. Mm-hmm. And the fourth number is just a fun one. Yep. Yep. How many times, times you, you pee? How many times you pee? Yeah, mine's usually at least two by nine <laughs> o'clock. So, like a typical number system, I'd I'd shoot I'd shoot uh, Josh a text. It'd be like thirteen, <laughs> six, one, yeah, two, right? Thir- thirteen deer, six bucks, one shooter, and I peed twice. Yep, yep, and it kind of answers all the questions, right? Right there right. in those four digits. So. Awesome. Plus, <laughs> uh, and if no, you want to elaborate on the third digit, you know, because typically, how big was a shooter? You know, we can you can do yeah, that, right? But right. It's just a quick and me boom. and me and uh, Dave by the by this time right now. Do we have all them deer named? We know which ones are which. The big, the tall time <laughs> yeah. ten, the wide white ten. Yeah, and <laughs> it's not how big the was short it? Ten. Yeah. It's not how big. It's it's it was the white ten. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, the the big the white the white ten. <laughs> Or the wide ten. He's white too. He's real white deer. Like he's he's real light colored. But or the the bris- the bristled up. Yeah, eight. the bully buck. Yeah, yeah. There's one little eight pointer that's just a bully. He just <laughs> walks around with his. He's only a two year old. I think I think he is. I think he is too. Yeah, he's he's always all bristled up, just walking around the, the property. <laughs> oh man, I did have a a nice two year old, like a little eight, like an eight pointer. He bedded underneath me one morning. That was kind of neat. Um, him and the little dink buck. But, and we have been skunked. I think I've been skunked twice where I didn't see a deer, and you've been skunked a couple times too. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Just once, I think. Just once. Yeah. The morning after the the evening after you shot your buck, I didn't see anything. I went and sat on the ground in that in the corner of the property right. and and didn't see anything. Because, That's right. Because when Dave, so that big ten pointer I saw that morning that Dave uh, shot his buck. At 10 o'clock, he went into that woods, and I got set up in that woods. Well, as I was setting up, he runs back by me, going back to where he came from. We'll kind of find out Dave, he was in the CRP field, and Dave jumped him. Bumped him. Yeah. Yep. Um, when I was looking for you. Yeah. So that's that's why I went and set where he came out of, thinking maybe he'll come out there again that evening, but I didn't see anything. But I was also sitting on the ground. I couldn't see. I mean, I essentially, if a deer, I was if I would have seen it, it would have been in bow range, you know. And we've um, bumped deer like that 145 deer. Like yeah. we've bumped deer that you think would be gone yep, and seen them the, and seen them the next day. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know if it's a it's a, if it's an outcome of the time of year we're here or if it's just how Kansas is. It'd be interesting to hunt here opening like when it's this isn't they, they open in September here I think. Uh, they get early season. Yeah, so. they actually they also have an early muzzle loading season i believe in september as well okay but it's like a thousand degrees yeah right it's hot it'd just be interesting to see how the deer what they're doing in those because i because it's a little bit there's a lot of oaks here at least in the property at, we're at on. this spot yeah yeah and uh it's just it's just i wonder what they all eat i guess this is pastures they probably just go in those pastures and feed like cattle do yeah i don't know what they eat either i mean when the crops are out obviously we know but for the most part they're all harvested 
And there's not a lot of crops around us. And on this piece, there's, and I actually, there are acorns mm-hmm. under trees. I think I've seen them feeding on them. Yeah, so they haven't sucked them all up. Like once. Yeah. So I, I mean, you think they'd be gobbling those up. Yeah. But they go on those dumb pastures. I know. Just like the cattle, yeah. do, I guess. Just mingle around and eat yeah. stuff out there. Um, I've seen them eating them out there. I mean, I've seen, you know, seen them grazing around. And it ain't like green grass. I mean, it's brown. No. Right. I'm sure there's a lot of coyotes out here, too. Shh. We've seen so many coyotes. Oh, I have. I saw a coyote this morning. Did you? Mm-hmm. Josh got a den over by him because they, yeah. they howl at the same spot every yep. morning and every, every night. Every evening. Yep. I saw five the first morning. Um, the first morning, that's a good, that's an interesting thing to t- talk about. I just saw nothing. I so the, the the very first evening I sat, I saw those two does, and I jumped that little buck or that decent buck walking in, and then I didn't see anything the next morning. I'm thinking, oh man, you know, well I had those five coyotes around me, but then I moved to a little different location, and from twelve thirty to one thirty, I had seen six bucks yeah. or something like that. Because I had gone back. Yeah, you were you were back. I didn't do all day sits, so we didn't even talk until that night. No, because we couldn't text. No. And basically those two or three hours I was gone yeah, is when you saw your deer. Yeah. And then at 3 o'clock that day, I saw a big 10-pointer, the white 10, the big, the wide, wide white 10. Yep. And I didn't see another deer the rest of the day. Though. Right. Yeah, 3 o'clock was your last deer. Yep. So, I don't know. I mean, you always hear people saying that 10 to 2 is a good good time right now to be in the stand. So, probably something to that. And in. For me, driving around, scouting, I'm on the road a lot of those times. Yeah. They're out there. Yep. Right in the middle of the afternoon. Out. out. Middle of the field. Yep. So, take that for what it's worth. Yep. If you can do it, that's... Yep. I haven't done a all day sit in a long time. I used to. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm too old, but I might be too old. But you've done it twice? Three times? Three times, yeah. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow will be fourth. Yeah. If you have to. Yeah. Only reason I didn't... When you shot your bucks, because I... Oh, right. Yeah. You would have done that day, yeah. too. Yep. I guess the only day we really... Today, I came back. Um, it was windy today. It was super windy, which yep. I don't know in Kansas if that matters, but for the deer. It mattered to me. It was it gave me an excuse to come here and get... I was pretty tired today and worn out, and I wanted to be fresh for tomorrow, because tomorrow is, I think, probably the whole time we've been here, is probably like weather-wise our best day for deer movement. Cold snap coming in. The wind's good for that spot. Yeah, exactly. We haven't had anything out of the west, really. Not especially not the northwest. Um, if we've if we've even boogered that up too much, that spot. Yeah, because we've been in there a lot. Well, not really. The last. It's not since you shot your buck. We haven't been in there. Well, but even coming and going to your stand. Ye- yeah. This. Tonight, I mean, it's I mean, not yeah. like we're not making zero impact. No, right. Yeah, we walked in there, but, but yeah. you are. It just kind of seems like the stars are aligning tomorrow for that spot. Yep. Like you said, as long as we didn't put too much pressure on the place yep. now. But I saw I saw shooters this morning, so <laughs> hopefully that's consistent. Um, as long as they didn't move south. They went on the south property south of us, which that's not. I mean, that's right there. It's not yep. like they went anywhere. They were just chasing each other. That's the only reason they went, went down in there. And we haven't, as far as calling goes, I think I've grunted a couple times. Uh, not even blind grunts. There's ones that I've seen yeah. that I, you know, couldn't quite tell how even big they were, but I yeah. want to call to them to maybe get a better look. Yeah. 
I haven't had any responses to grunts, Same. Same. and I haven't rattled once. No, I, I rattled once. Nothing came in. Yeah. Uh, I think they're just so, so preoccupied with does. They don't care. I think they're they're on their does. They're looking for does, and they're. I just don't think they're. I have responding. a buddy that's here about an hour from where we're at, a little over, and the first night, the buddy that he's with. I mean, they get up in their stands, he rattled, he had a buck on the ground in 15 minutes. Oh, really? So I yeah. know it works, but yeah, I didn't even try it. Yeah. Like To me, it's like it's not like an all or nothing. I think I think that way in Michigan, and again, I got to get that on my mind when you're here. But to me, like when you're seeing deer like we were, just like natural movement. Right, just let it be. Why, why do that? Yeah. I may bring antlers with me tomorrow in midday if I don't see anything. Why not? Yeah. Smack them together. Yeah, why not? Yeah, but I have not seen. I've seen, I've seen him run away right now. That one deer, I had a deer I uh, grunted at and stuff, and he didn't care for it. He just didn't run away. He just didn't. He just headed out. Like he, like you said, he picked his head up. Like he acknowledged. Oh yeah, I hear that, but yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, right. Just kind of right. kept going. Yeah, I was gonna tell say too that I saw a big deer, like a you know in the one sixties probably. Um, and he was, you could tell his age class was bigger than everything else we'd kind of been seeing. We've seen, I think we've seen a lot of four-year-olds, you know, and, uh, some three-year-olds, but this guy seemed like older and man, he just carried himself so much different than every deer. Every other buck is running around being crazy. And he just, that it was, it was, uh, yesterday morning when I saw him and like, it was, it was right as the sun come, was coming up. I saw him, he was out on the edge of the field. Uh, the C- at a CRP field, not not it's not like a cattle pasture. It's pretty tall, and I was inside the woods, and I could see him out there like at seventy yards, and he would just kind of turn his head real slowly and look around in the woods, and then he he'd take a few more steps, and then he'd stop and do the same thing, um, and it took him probably thirty minutes to get into that woods and and get like probably seventy more yards into the woods there, and then so he was kind of quartering away from me, so I I snort wheezed at him. And it was like every like the other deer that I had grunted at, you know, they, they like snapped their head around real quick, and he just like I snort wheezed at him. He kind of just was like paused, and then just looked around my way, and it's just like he was doing everything he could to not let it. It was crazy watching how the big bucks act so much different. It's like every step they take, yeah, everything they do is with a purpose. Yep. And I'm sure he's probably stupid for a day or two out of the oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Let's be honest. Yeah, or if I would have got lucky and I would have been in that, you know, a tree 50 sure. yards closer, it would have been But it's like every but. step he took, he's thinking about oh, his next move. You couldn't even hear him moving. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they're just, they're different animals. Yeah. I finally, when he got into the woods a little bit and he was going back away from me, I finally heard him hit, like, snap a twig. And that's the first thing I, and it was quiet this, or that yeah. morning. It was it was cool to like be able to like watch him going into I'm sh- I'm almost certain he was going to go in there in bed, and I, it was cool to watch him how he like just methodically moved into his bedroom. I was like, whoa! And that's why he's 160. Yeah, because he's that's why he's a year or two older than everybody. That's else. right. And then um, and then didn't you set up on him that night hoping he'd take that same route back? Yeah, or? And he never did come out. Right. Um, yeah. At least in daylight. Right. I saw him. I saw. Uh, another buck and stuff, but never, never saw him again. Um, but it was, it was fun to watch him. It'd been a lot funner if he would have came in yeah. angling to me instead of away from me. But, well, don't rule that out tomorrow. I mean, he's in the area, whether yeah, it comes by know. or not, but he's right. 
he's in the area. Yeah, maybe that right doe will come by him. He'll. Um, it was. I'm almost certain he was bedding in there because later on that morning, um, there was a like a, a forky chasing a doe around, and they were chasing everywhere, and they never went into that corner. And that doe ran into that corner, and that buck, that little buck, just like put his brakes on, and was like. He's like staring into the corner, and he just turned around and went the other oh, way. Oh boy! I was like, oh man! I said, I bet that big one's still in I there. I bet he was too, because he did that. That little guy did not. I mean, he was chasing that that doe everywhere, wearing her out. And as soon as she ran into that corner, he just was like, hmm. So did he leave then? That he just forky? turned around and fed it out off. Started feeding and fed off. Oh, I bet he was in there, dude. Yeah, or he wouldn't have left her. No, uh, uh-uh. that's what I meant. That's why I was so like adamant <laughs> about like going in there after him. Um. But he never did come out. Like you said, not in daylight hours, at least. Hmm. I probably should have pushed in a little closer to him, but I was kind of, I thought, I'm like, man, surely he'll get up and move early, early, but he didn't. Yeah, and I wouldn't say we've been super aggressive this week because they've just been kind of moving naturally. Yeah, like we've been just, seeing yeah. deer. We haven't really felt the need to yeah. go all in. Yeah, but we're not, like, we're not hunting field edges, though. No. Um. I mean, I'm I was on a field edge, but it's a CRP field, so I think they it's you know it's four foot tall or whatever. It's, they feel pretty comfortable in it. You and can't see them unless you're in a tree. Um, in that wide ten, went by there. Yeah, like just at a range for you. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 He came out in there. Yep. Um. But it's a man. It's been a blast. I hope we can come back. I know. Next year. I know. I know. I hope I get one tomorrow morning. We'll see, but I'm in a good spot. Probably the best spot on the farm. Because every deer you've seen has ran through there, you said, pretty much, haven't you? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there there's a little hillside there that potentially, if they stayed up on that hill, get around would be out of range for you. But at a minimum, I think you'd be able to, you'd for sure see them. Yep. You could call to them. But Watch them run by me. But yeah. <laughs> most of the time, they're they're in that bottom where yeah. you're going to be. Yep. I can't wait to go set in the morning. <clears throat> Every morning, I've been those, like, giddy. Like, I'm ready, dude. It's going to be this morning. Oh, yeah. The alarm goes off. And it's not like snooze, snooze. Like, no. do I want to? It's no, like, it's like let's get in there. you jump out of bed. Because we're going to see six it's bucks like, this morning. <laughs> let's, you're so excited. I've seen more bucks this week than I, I'll see in years in Indiana, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. And shooters, not just bucks, like shooter bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'd have to probably, I mean, it's getting to be where I'd have to sit down and go through my hunts to see how many shooters I actually saw and how different ones, you know. Yeah. I mean, I saw the buck you shot. There's a a borderline eight-pointer. I let a 120-inch eight-pointer or 10-pointer go the other or yesterday morning. Um, Yeah, man. But out out here on that property – you have to. Yeah. You have right. to let a 120-inch tan walk. I was thinking about this today. Like, I felt like I matured a lot this week as a deer hunter. Like, I feel like I can, like, passing those small bucks, like, because I'm, I'm horrible about that. Like, if a 120 walks by me, I'm like, that's hard for me to pass it, you know, uh, even if it's a two- or a three-year-old. And, like, this week I was like, there's no way I'm shooting those. You know, like, I've seen so many big ones. Yeah. I, like, I don't care. I'll go home empty-handed. With, and, not, and, um I think um, then it kind of gave me like I was thinking about it because I'm sitting up there for so long. Like, man, it, it gave me confidence. Like, just let them go. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it'd be cool to get one of those big ones. So, it's it was good for me. I think to come out here and experience this because you're like, okay. I think it's like a lot of things. The the more 
the more you let them walk, the easier it gets. Yeah, right. And granted, the property you're on obviously helps with that, knowing that right. there's a lot higher caliber deer here yeah. to do it. But, um, yeah, it's just like anything. It's hard at first, and then right. once you let a few go, it's like, eh. Yeah, right. Yeah. I've gotten really good. Since you see so many, you get good at seeing, like, okay, there's a there's a two-year-old. There's a three-year-old. Yep. Oh, there's there's a five-year-old. You know, like, not, not that we know exactly, but... You can kind of tell, you yeah, know, a mature deer or not. Um, I bet that one sixty, and I didn't even see it, but I mean, minimum four, probably five. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, he was at least a four year old. Um, he just, like I said, just carried himself way different than every other buck we'd seen. Yep. And and that may just be his demeanor too. You know, he may just be a more reserved deer, because like that short time ten that uh, I've seen a couple times, he's kind of aggressive like he's a bull like he he's behind doe, does and just um but he may be a three-year-old i don't know yeah you know i like to find out yeah i would say body size out here they're pretty comparable to what i see in the midwest yeah yeah which is surprising um it's surprising how good their racks are too because there's just from what they eat you know yeah and maybe maybe that's us just being stupid midwesterners maybe there's plenty of food around here for them you know yeah I mean, um, I don't know if it's it's probably partial genetics. Yeah, right. right? Obviously, sure. that plays a part. Yeah, a big I part. think uh, climate. Right, the winters aren't as bad. Yeah. Um, food quality. Yeah, I, I, I mean, when, when they're when they're growing their horns. Yeah. In the spring and summer, there's soybeans, there's yeah. corn, there's a lot of food during mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. I was like, wondering because they've had two years of drought here. Severe drought. Yeah, I was wondering too. Like, I wonder how much that affects antler growth the last couple of years on those deer it had to have some yeah. you think I thought <clears throat> some of these creeks and ditches not only in the property that we're on but i mean there's tons of creeks and ditches out here those those banks of those ditches are like i mean 12 15 20 feet tall yeah, in some places dry. so you know at one point the water level was up that high yeah. we're, we're, you could walk across some tennis shoes yeah yeah i know there's it's no crazy. water in them it's crazy the spot um, we're hunting right now, we were talking to the landowner a couple nights ago. Mm-hmm. Had a good visit with them. They said it was underwater. How long ago? I don't remember when he said they got like four inches of rain and it was all underwater and they didn't get. Um, I mean it's like yeah, unfathomable to think that yeah, I know. where we were hunting was underwater. Right, right. It's like because there ain't a area. drop of water in those creeks. Yep. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, next year we we'll have to bring waders. Make sure we remember yeah. bring waders so we can get to <laughs> our spots. <laughs> it's it's possible. We also need to like probably, I don't know. You you had a good little setup there on the ground, but it'd be nice to have like almost a guy could almost bring like a hand like like three stands with him and just hang them there and leave them like go out in the middle of the day the first day and get the stands up and then you could <clears> you know kind of rotate through them as you, if if the rut's on like it is. Yeah, I found a really good ground spot, so that's why I kind of sat there. I had good entry exit. I yeah. could get in and out without booger and deer for the most part. Right. Um, but again, this goes back to Kansas, right? Like you can get away with that on the ground here. Yeah. Whereas I wouldn't even think about some of those spots I in know. Michigan. Yeah. There was a day, like day two or three, I had a four point come by me, and he was me to you away. Yeah. I'm on the ground. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I just took my hand to cover my face but i could still see him right there and he just was looking at me and he knew i was there but he just kept going he just kind of walked i mean 
It's probably that four-pointer I saw tonight. Yeah. Yep. Well, maybe I'll get one tomorrow and we'll top off the trip then. That would be a good grand finale. Yeah, for sure. Then I mean, home. the only way this week could get any better than what it was. If I got one, yeah. Yeah. I still think, even even with me, not if I don't get one tomorrow, like I still think like this has been the funnest hunt I've ever had. Yeah. Because it's not all about killing one, you know. It's man alive, it was fun. So... You already stopped talking about Kansas. People are probably tired of us here. <laughs> I could go on for a couple, I could go on for a couple know, more hours, but I'm sure they're probably um, sick of it. <laughs> yeah, they probably haven't seen a buck in, <laughs> since October right. 15th or something. <laughs> there we are talking about. Well, I saw six this morning. Uh, and if you all want to adopt my four-digit number system. Yeah, you don't have a patent. Go anything, for it. Yeah, it ain't patent. Go ahead. So. All right. Dave, talk about your uh, – your broadhead worked pretty well. Oh, yeah. So razor broadheads, um, we've got 150, 200, and 250 grain single bevel. You can find us at razorbroadheads.com or Instagram. Yep. Obviously, that's the one I used on on my buck. But yeah, what's unique about your guys is, um, I guess there's a couple on the market now, but like your head is wider than your typical single bevel yeah. head that you see on the market. Yeah, it's just shy of an inch and a half uh, wide cut, um, which you know, a lot of the competitors, I guess, are more like inch and eighth, yeah, maybe inch and a quarter. So, just real quick on that, we have, we have a titanium ferrule, which is way lighter than steel. So we were able to take the weight savings of the titanium ferrule to put it into the head to mm-hmm. be able to make it wider. So that's probably one of the unique things we have that yep. all the yep. broadheads. It don't. opens them up. I think. Where I hit that one at ten yards. Yeah, you could have shot. I mean, I want to brag about razor, but right. <laughs> I think a field tip would have. Oh yeah, would have knocked but, that one down. Um, well, talk about that real quick before we get off here. The average jack archery guy sent you that oh, video. That guy. Yeah. Holy cow! The she was pumping blood with it. Yes, my buddy Nate Sellers uh, texted me last night. He's got an archery shop um, in Pennsylvania and, and a great YouTube channel at uh, Average Jack Archery. But he had a customer come into the store last night, never shot a recurve, or two nights ago, in his life, bought a recurve from him. Yep. Nate had some 200-grain razors laying around that I'd given him. And he's like, oh, just take these with you. And he was shooting, like, softball-sized groups at 20 hours at the range of the store. Yeah. Never shot a recurve in his life. Mm-hmm. And uh guy goes out there, and he's got it on a video and the whole bit on his yeah. own YouTube channel. yeah, and yeah. yeah whacked a doe and it was uh it was i saw the i saw the longs too when they gutted it it's uh yeah it did the number if you're interested in single bevel it's a really good option so um all right thanks everybody for listening talk to you on the next one